All right, this week's Triathlete Hour, we're here on the ground in St. George. We're at the Expo. We are literally in our booth right now where we were doing day drinking with the editors, non-alcoholic beers. And so later today, or later today, later on the episode, we will have a breakdown of everything we've been hearing, all of the rumors with Thorsten Rad. But first, I'm here with our editor, Chris Foster, who's been on the prowl looking for the new gear, seeing all the secrets. What have you seen, Chris? It's been a busy day, Kelly. There is some good stuff, actually. Um, this morning, I was at a presentation um, about the new Quintana Roo XPR. Um, it's a similar bike to their VPR, but like almost half the price, okay. so the rest of us can afford <laughs> this shape now. That's awesome. Uh, more on that to come. We also uh, got a little under the table look at Ceramic Speed's new um, derailleur? new derailleur cage. It's oh, this insane, oh. no, not a full derailleur, just the cage. <laughs> okay. Um, this thing, you're only going to see it on Cam and Lionel and Ann's bikes this weekend. I got to hold the cage that Ann will be using. It's probably mounted on her bike right now. This derailleur cage runs $800. Just okay, what's the, what's the point? The point is it's really fast. It's super aerodynamic. Okay, it's the aero version of their OSPW um, ceramic bearing uh, derailleur cage. So it's very cool. We'll have pictures up soon um, if we don't have them up already. That'll be coming out in June 21st. Um, I got to look at some really cool nutrition from a local Utah company called Modballs. Huh. Not Mothballs, but Modballs. Okay. okay, so it's all natural, all real foods, 85 fruits, nuts, veggies, and seeds um, that are meant to replace your gels and drinks. Like in a bowl. Yeah, like in ball form. Okay. All right. Um, they're individually wrapped, so you can put them in your jersey pocket. Uh, they have like, you know, non-dairy, non-soy, vegan, vegan or whatever, gluten-free, all that good stuff. Um, so we'll be showing those off a little bit too. Um, Wait, is this? Like, I've seen people make their own balls before. So this is like a professional version of making your own. Yeah, okay. exactly. It's like it's like someone else did the cooking for okay. you, and they're pretty good. I had a few. Like they're pretty tasty. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a way better you know okay. way of fueling yourself than just sucrose down your throat. Um, so we'll, we'll be taste testing those more in depth over the next probably month. Um, and then I got to see a really cool brand new tri clothing company called Sparrow. Um, it's kind of like an offshoot of Wadi and Elial. Like they did, they like broke off and did their own thing last year. It was a whole a separation. But they have a new company now, yes. Sparrow, Sparrow, and they have a super fancy kit. Super nice. The Sparrow spelled like S P A E R O. So there's arrow in there. It's not just like a bird. <laughs> okay. Um, the, uh, the guy showed me the S P one. It's this new suit. It's got like infrared woven fabric. It's got trip fabric on the shoulders and shorts. It's got, um, it's all like woven. So you have fewer panels, much tighter weave. Um, told me lots of cool features about the thing, but the killer is that this is a $450 one piece tri suit. So we're seeing a lot of very expensive stuff. I mean, this is Ironman world championships. Okay. So we're in the place for it, but, um, but yeah, definitely bring your wallet if you want to buy something at the expo. Well, yeah, I mean, there is, it, that goes back to, we are sitting here in the expo and it is the first Ironman World Championships and we'd established 30 months. So here's the big question to you. Does it feel like a, a world championship event? You know, it does and it doesn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it is still just Wednesday, right? It's Wednesday, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I think you're, you're not getting like, I think a lot of the people from California, from Utah probably aren't here yet. So like the numbers feel lighter than a normal world championship. But like I, we were talking to um, one of our readers, you know, you're hearing the different accents, right. you know, like you're seeing the Germans and the, you know, the Japanese athletes and stuff like that. So in that sense, yeah, it definitely feels like a world championship. It also feels like 
and we kind of hinted this uh, later when we talked about this, there are like the gossip and the rumors and there's like, I saw so-and-so has a new bike. I heard there's like this and and that that kind of thing is, is happening. Oh, that's happening big time. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, people are like seeing things out on the road that they're probably not supposed to. Um, there's a new BMC bike floating around. We'll have pictures of that. The new felt, which is, you know, we've seen, um, but I think we're going to have closer up like pictures of that one. Um, there's this wild, what? Super secret. Super secret. <laughs> okay. We haven't even posted pictures of it yet, but Blumenfeld is riding this weird, like, I don't even know, carbon like non-double diamond cantilever looking thing, almost like an old Lotus that's flipped upside down. I don't know. I can't wait. I mean, to people, like you're going to see in the race, it's not like we were like breaking news here, but, um, but yeah, there's a lot of like eyeing everyone's bike, eyeing everyone's stuff. I told someone they looked ready, which I feel like is a really weird, <laughs> a weird thing to say. That's such a like, like we're at Ironman World Championships <laughs> thing to say, like to say you look ready, you look fit. Like you're definitely going to have a good day. You're going to have a good day. So yeah. Um, and then, obviously, we talked to Thorsten and Jay about kind of our predictions, rumors. So, since we're here, you and I have been debating, predict, I don't know what the word is, rumor. It's about the swim, the wins. I think there's no way a swim gets canceled. You think maybe, maybe it gets canceled. Oh, my gosh. You're putting me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, if it gets gnarly enough that they can't get safety boats out there, I don't know. I don't know what they do. Like, I, I mean, I, I don't know at what point, you know, it gets so bad that they uh, they cancel the swim. But if that happened, oh, my gosh. Like, all the betting lines will go crazy. Yeah. Like, it's all it's all going to be Cam Worf. Everyone just walks it away. It will be Cam Worf. Yeah. Okay, that is the big news is Cam Worf is, is going to race. And he is he's ready to blow it up. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> we talking yeah, we were talking about the dynamic that's going to play. Like, do you want to be the pro that lets Cam Wirth get an Ironman World Championship after doing Perry roubaix Like, do you want to be the guy who lets him go? You want to give him 20 minutes? Like, no, you don't. You don't want to be that guy. All right, well, we are here at the Expo. We'll be here tomorrow, Thursday, from 1 to 2, doing day drinking with non-alcoholic beers again. Ooh, more day drinking. And we'll be covering it around the clock for the next couple of days. Get all of our content at triathlete.com. And, uh, and any last words of wisdom for anyone racing, Chris? Hydrate. Hydrate. Stay out of the sun. For God's sake, stay out of the sun. <laughs> that was my, someone advice someone gave me all the time I did the Russian. Don't get sunburned. Don't swallow the water. Oh, yeah. Good advice. Yeah, definitely good advice. So we'll run with that. <laughs> we'll run with that. Power your next adventure with Outside Plus. Our Outside Plus membership gives you access not just to exclusive triathlete content, but also content across all our network brands like Outside Magazine, Backpacker, Velo News, and Trail Runner. With an Outside Plus membership, you get two magazine subscriptions, a $50 gear credit to the outside shop, which includes our library of training books, resources like our custom 70.3 training course and clean eating meal plans, dozens of training plans through today's plan software, a free event with Outside Events Cycling Series, and a discount on any races on TriReg or AthleteReg. And you get access to Gaia GPS and Trail Forks to help you find great routes and an annual Finisher Picks photo package to memorialize your race afterwards. Plus, now all of our members get access to our first ever Team Triathlete, a community of triathletes that includes Q&As with experts, training plans, in-person meetups, and team swag and giveaways. We'll be with you on your triathlon journey from start to finish. Join at triathlete.com backslash outside plus. That's outside P-L-U-S, one word. Become an Outside Plus member today. 
All right, I'm here with Thorsten. We are in St. George on the ground. We're actually in the super fancy hotel lobby, and we've been talking all about what are the rumors on the ground. So, Thorsten, you've been here since Sunday. What are the crazy rumors you've been hearing on the ground? Oh, gosh, there's uh, so much stuff going on here. It's hard to know where even to start. <laughs> um, I think no Norwegian will be racing on Sunday. Oh, that's a rumor. Uh, yeah, not, not on Sunday. Um, maybe on Saturday. <laughs> No, nah, there's just, I mean, so many names floating around. Uh, just the usual stuff that you get. People dropping left and right because they have issues that just keeps them from racing. And it's kind of hard to tell which is the official ones and which is kind of just the big rumors that Kelly started that make their way all around. That is the joke. We've been laughing. You could start a rumor and then it comes all the way back around to you. So one rumor, rumor, is that the swim might get canceled. And it was very, very windy today. They had to pra cancel the practice swim. It's Tuesday right now. It is supposed to be windy on wet Saturday. If, if, and I'm, I don't think it'll happen, but if they cancel the swim, how do you think it'll affect the race? Yeah, I mean, it'll be a completely different race because I've got no idea how they want to handle that. I mean, time trials start. Uh, all of a sudden, all, just leave all the men. Pros go in one big, big group. It, it, I find it really hard to imagine how that would even look like and how they would even manage that. Can they have a run out there and then a sand hollow before uh, the start there? That would be the, yeah, the easy way to break up the groups. Time trial start will just be, it, uh, it'll, it'll be a mess all over, I guess. Right. I want it on the record. I don't think they'll cancel the swim for the pros. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I, I mean, they, they will certainly do the best they can to have a swim, even if they need to shorten it for some reasons. Um, I guess they have a bunch of options, different options for the pros than for the age groupers. Um, to me, yeah, today the wind out there was, it, it wasn't crazy uh, much wind, but there were white caps on the, on the lake. And I guess it was just a safety issue because there was a big wave kind of blowing into the into the pier. Um, if they would have been able to do something if it had been race day, I would think so. But yeah, probably not the best way to start the, the practice swim with a really bad one. <laughs> right. I mean, the issue obviously is the safety boats is getting boats out there. And I think for the practice swim, they're more worried about people who are not as good at swimming. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's one of the discussions we've had within our group too is um, yeah, what you, you get a pretty diverse group of, of athletes here. Um, it, it is a world championship, so obviously the pros won't probably won't have an issue um, drowning in, in the swim here. Um, and you do have a bunch of really good age groupers that are the fastest around here that, that did qualify for the race. But then you also have this group of people that were already registered for Ironman St. George before it became a world championship. Um, so we really have a really diverse group of athletes here, probably more unique than at any other race. And those that are would do their first Ironman race obviously would be someone who's worried about uh, th that kind of scenario. Yeah, it's definitely a wider variation. And we, you did a story for us, kind of breaking down the previous races, comparing it to other courses, really like really getting the data about the course. To answer the question, how hard is this course really? And I feel like what I took away from your analysis was it's pretty hard, but it's not like the hardest, hardest out there. Yeah, I mean, uh, the hardest, hardest uh, seems to be uh, Wales, especially if Wales has tough conditions like rain and wind and cold weather. But the interesting year for St. George was, um, yeah, we have three races that I could look at, 2010, 2011, 2012. 2010 and 2011 were slow, 
but not like crazy slow. I mean, it's it's a couple minutes slower than than you'd get in Lake Placid, for example. But then you had the 2012 race, which I think everyone is is thinking of about St. George when they had real crazy weather there. Uh, vocabulary that I learned was haboob, which is oh, a, oh yes, haboobs. Yeah. <laughs> Those are a real thing. They're like dust storms. Yeah, it's it's a storm where um, a lot of um, sand is brought in, and you have this kind of um, brownish front that moves uh, ahead, and that's what they had in 2012. So it was crazy winds uh, during the swim, and apparently people couldn't even see the buoys, and then also affecting a lot of the bikes. So that was about, I think, if I think back, it was like almost half an hour slower uh, for an eight or nine hour pro. Um, and that is right up there with the slowest days that we, that I've seen in Wales too. So that might have been the hardest ever. Um, and I guess that's one of the reasons why uh, they did not continue with the Ironman in St. George. Turned 70.3, which did not. I mean, there was crazy weather in 70.3s here too, but not at that level. No, no. And obviously that's the big factor. Like when we talk about the course here, sure, it's hard, but it's not... I mean, we can argue about whether Lanzarote's harder, or but it's the weather. The weather is the factor here. Right now, it looks like it may be windy, but it's not... I mean, we're not sure yet if it's going to be super crazy. Yeah, we've got different apps and different scenarios there. <laughs> so uh, for, for some time, it looked like there was a kind of a consensus that uh, Saturday would be a windy day. Now it seems a lot of that is moving a bit backwards, so it's more Sunday. Um, when I talk to people, it al almost always comes out is the race picks up... Um, during the day so you typically have tip very quite calm conditions in the morning and then in the afternoon it gets really crazy and by the afternoon most of the well the swim will be over obviously uh, most of the pros will be off the bike by then before things get really crazy but again thinking about those uh, athletes that will finish in the 14 15 16 hour category they might still be out there and then they will also have problems if you're in that big last downhill into town you get crazy winds from the side uh, that could really be an issue you're getting tired uh, you're just thinking about t2 and then all of a sudden you're going down 70 uh, kilometers an hour on that on that downhill you gotta say you gotta say in miles per hour we're in the americas sorry 70 kilometers an hour <laughs> 40 miles or 45 miles an hour I think it is um, and you get a get a gust of side wind then uh, that could really be an issue if you're not 100% uh, feeling good on, on the bike at those kinds of speeds yeah I mean my request has constantly been please age groupers as you're coming down that if there's bad weather like slow down remember there's those two roundabouts at the end don't go into the roundabout but going back to the pros given all of the rumors everything what are your predictions who do you think who's your podium picks Oh, podium picks. Um, I, I, my pick would be one of the two Norwegians. Sure, sure. take the easy bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i narrowing down to just one of those. Okay. Because um, I think one of them will, for whatever reason, not have a good day or get sick before or have a, have a technical issue. Uh, pretty much like, like uh, Christian had at the 70.3 Worlds here, which just wasn't a day. Uh, maybe this will be his day, but then... Yeah, all, maybe Gustav won't, won't have a good day. So one of those. And then there's a long list of people that I think um, you wouldn't be surprised to see on the podium. Winning might be a bit more story. Um, sentimental pick from my side would be would be for Sebi. Yes, yes. I think Sebi's a dark horse here. I think people are like, I think he's going to pull something out. Yeah, and, and speaking to him, he exudes this, this quiet confidence that his training has been going well. And when his training has been going well, um, that means, I mean, he's always been super strong on the bike. 
um, but that means that his swim has improved a little bit, so he maybe he doesn't lose quite as much time as he sometimes does. And then the big factor for him is how well his his uh, Achilles tendon allowed him to do run training. And that seemed to be all indication that I've heard from them was a big thumbs up for his run training. And then he can be just, yeah, just like Kona 2019, uh, the fastest runner of the fast bike riders. So he gets second and then Lionel and Sam sprinted out for third. Is that our pick? Um, it's a scenario, but not a likely one. <laughs> I'm going to be great. I don't know why you don't believe. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think um, there's there's going to be, um, sorry, uh, American and Canadian friends, uh, one more European on the podium too. So, I don't know. Uh, Daniel Backergaard looks looks pretty good to me. Um, I, um, the thing I have, or the, yeah, the problem he might run into is he might be racing a little bit too aggressive for uh, that longer race, that harder race, and that deep uh, competition. Yeah, so then, I mean, Ali Brownlee is also one of those that might be racing a little bit aggressively, but no one would be surprised to see him finish on uh, the podium, at least. I feel like the big X factor in the men's race is kind of like if there's a cam worf or, or someone tries to blow it up on the bike, it might just get super blown apart, be super ugly on the run. Yeah, that's that's the scenario that I'm thinking about is how how big will the front group be or is there going to be a front group or is someone like cam worf or the strong bike riders uh, blow the group apart pretty early uh, on the bike and then it, it'll be just one, two, three people riding together and everyone just spread out uh, quite a lot. Um, because I mean, I've ridden, uh, drove the bike course, <laughs> and uh, the thing that surprised me was um, I think we all thought about the the Veil Loop and the Snow Canyon climb, but actually the first half does have about half of the the complete altitude gain. Uh, it's a, it's not a net gain, but there's a lot of up and down and quite a big short steep climbs in there. Um, so, yeah, the strong bike riders will want to assert themselves early on in the race uh, before they even get to the climbs. Oh, yeah. No, I have ridden here, and I've always, like, the first half's hillier than you think it is. But, all right, getting to women's race. Laura Phillip pulling out. Big news of the week. Obviously, that's the one that's, like, gutting. I think she would have won if she was here. <laughs> what happens now? Yeah, I mean, um, the number of favorites has gotten a little bit smaller. <laughs> And uh, I think the interesting part is that everyone has a bigger or smaller question mark next to the name. Uh, if you pick the win Annie Hauk, hasn't done super good this year. Um, seems to be a little bit afraid of the racing in the uh, swimming in the cold lake because uh, she's had issue with that. Um, but you hear a lot of doubts from any in the week before the race. I mean, last three or two occasions that I can think of was um, thinking back to Roth before she did the... You mean Roth. No, <laughs> I know. I know you've given up on us saying it right. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I have official permission from Felix to uh, to call it Roth even in, even in English, but he's fine with calling it Roth too. Because okay. uh, I don't think he, he wants to teach all the American press how to properly do it. But you mean her... I mean, she had a really impressive performance. You're talking about it. Challenge Roth last year, yeah. and and she was still nervous before that. Yeah, she was. She wasn't nervous before that. She, it, it wasn't just nervous. She just came off her COVID illness that she had from Miami, and then picked up a COVID-related diabetes, and really had issues in the races leading into Challenge Road, um, and just wasn't sure how how well she'd be able to race. And and. You couldn't get her for a media interview other than the mandatory press conference uh, because she was yeah, kind of figuring out what to do. So 
that was one. And I think it's just part of what, what she always is. She's always nervous before the race, and you never know what you're going to get. So I wouldn't rule her out. Daniela Rief would be the, the other big one. Um, one so often that it's not funny anymore. Um, but she had a couple bad races in the big events in Kona 2019, 70.3 Worlds last year. And she hasn't really shown good form this year either. So, yeah, you don't know what you're going to get from her. Yeah, and then you had, for example, Cat Matthews, uh, Ironman Championship rookie, um, was impressive. I was thinking about it. I don't think she was even a pro the last time there was an Ironman World Championship. I think she, had, oh wait, I guess she had just turned pro like a month before. True, True yeah. yeah. The other one is Ruth Hassel, who's who was racing as an age grouper in Kona and turned pro right after that. So, yeah, that, th that those would be interesting ones. I mean, Kat's been super impressive in Lanzarote against Annie. Um, she was really good last year in Tulsa also as well when she was second and just a couple of minutes behind Daniela. Um, yeah, but does she have the, the wherewithal in her first Ironman World Championship to go for it and to pull it off? It's very rarely done, but yeah, last, last one to do that was Chrissy Wellington, also from Great Britain, so why not? <laughs> All right, so we're here on the ground. What, I mean, does it feel exciting again? Does it feel like we're back at a world championship? What have you been like most excited about this week? I mean, the whole setup is, is, is very nice. Um, St. George is really, um, you can tell in St. George, just driving into St. George, you can tell that there's, a, there's an Iron, a big Ironman event happening here. There's a lot of flags and banners out there. Um, we're here in downtown where the big MDOT uh, statue is. Um, they're starting to build all the infrastructure for the race, uh, the grandstands, uh, the podiums. Um, lots of barriers going up for the bike and run course are going to be. So it does feel like a big event. And uh, yes, yeah, everybody who's still able to race is here, basically. It's the biggest field we've had. Um, the strongest field uh, before the field got small and small that we've had in ages. Yeah, now we're now. Unfortunately, a lot of people are sick or injured or not able to race. Um, but it still feels that the big names are here, and all of them are really anxious to have a good race. And I think that's always what makes these big races interesting. Um, the good athletes. Um, with the pedigree, with the experience, um, then the young guns who want to challenge them. And just, I mean, it, it's going to be two fun races on Saturday. Well, it's going to be a bunch of fun races, but we're paying more attention to the pros. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, see, <laughs> see my, my focus is on the pros. Sorry. <laughs> it just it gives me uh, already more than enough data to work with uh, um, than even to add in the age groupers. But yeah, the pro races are the marquee events. Uh, hopefully getting... Um, started with a swim way ahead of the age groupers. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with us. And we'll, yeah, we'll be here all week kind of on the ground. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, lots of stuff going on. And um, let's see when the, the pro event, the pro briefing starts, the press conference starts. Uh, there's already a lot of people that you just meet walking around here, bumping into each other. So it's the triathlon family is in St. George this weekend. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. Uh, stay tuned for all of our coverage this week. And if you want to watch the race, you can watch it on Ironman's YouTube, Facebook, or on Peacock. We'll also be on the ground on Twitter and on Instagram.